Well, here we go. Part one, follow me. How many of y'all are excited to be at church today? Come on. Yeah. Okay, listen, we got lots of word for you today. If you're a note taker, you're going to make sure your pen got lots of ink. If you are a picture taker of the screen, get your phones out. Do not like start searching on Facebook or anything. Come on, we're going to get focused on the word of God. Follow me. I don't know about you, but when I met Jesus in a really real way, and I became a follower of him, I was so honored that he'd even take me. I mean, really, when I became a follower of Jesus, I, like, he, 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 I didn't just get the gift of salvation. I got an assignment from heaven. And I think many of us get a gift of salvation. We get a gift from heaven, but we fail to get our assignment from heaven. And I got an assignment from heaven. But I wanted to let you know, when I became a follower and I said, Jesus Christ, be the forgiver of my past, leader to my future, and this was my prayer. My prayer went like this. My prayer was, God, you're big and I'm little. That was my prayer. Kind of like sounds like a veggie tail thing, I know. And, um, and, and, but I said, God, you're big and I'm little and I'll serve you all the days of my life if you'll take me. And then little did I know that there was going to be a lot of surrender and submission and sacrifice along the way. But that was part of becoming a follower of Jesus Christ. And when I got signed up with Jesus, it, yes, it was an honor and a privilege, and these, all these years later, it's still an honor and a privilege. No, I see, I never wanna lose the honor and privilege to belong to Jesus Christ. But I signed up for an adventure of twists and turns and ups and downs and everything that's in between and challenges. And I, I even have had crises of faith and I've had challenges all the way through. But listen, at the end of the day, I'm still a follower of Jesus Christ. How about you? See, so, so I want to take you on a, on a journey today. And this journey is going to be all about this. This is the big idea that becoming a follower of Jesus, it requires salvation, it requires surrender, and it requires submission. There's three things there. So becoming a follower of Jesus is going to require this thing called salvation. Everybody say salvation. And then surrender and submission. Yeah, so it's going to require all of these things here. And, and without these, we can't be a follower of Jesus Christ. Because God's not looking just for acknowledgers. He's not just looking even for Christians. He's looking for followers who will then become disciples. And, and, and listen, and I want to let you know that the closer you get to the cross, the fewer people you'll find. It was like that for Jesus and it's like that in 2023. Because Jesus is still looking for those who have experienced salvation, okay, and, and, and are willing to surrender and are willing to submit to him. And that's what this whole thing with being a follower of Jesus is all about. Mark chapter one, and actually we're gonna, I'm gonna refer to all four gospels, not all of all four gospels, but I'm gonna refer to all four. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are stories of the good news of Jesus Christ written by four different men. And so I'm going to pull out different things because I want you to see the whole story. And I'm going to, I'm going to model for you right now of what it means in this biblical concept. When you study scripture, there's this thing called first mention and last mention. 
In the first mention in the Gospels of Jesus Christ, the beginning of the New Testament, is this word, follow me. Jesus said to them, follow me, and I will make you become fishers of men. And immediately they left their nets and followed him. Now I'm starting here, and by the time I'm done, I'm going to end with the last follow me in the Gospels. Are you ready for this journey? Are you ready? Okay, here we go. Become. This means manufacture. God wants to make something out of us. That means he's going to construct us in such a way that we are on a journey, that this wasn't a one-time experience, but God designed us to go on a journey with him and become as he manufactures and makes something out of us. That's why at Bridge City Church, we say that we exist so as many people as possible will begin a relationship, experience salvation, but they will become fully devoted followers. Where do we get this? It's what Jesus did. And I think what Jesus did is pretty cool. How about you? How many of y'all still think what Jesus did is pretty cool? If Jesus did it, it's good enough for me. Come on. And so I, I want you to see that. So we're into becoming something. So I want to look at this guy in the Bible, the Apostle Peter. Okay, the Apostle Peter, and, and, and where his journey actually began, actually Jesus healed his mother-in-law, he saw some other miracles, Jesus stayed close to his house, and his house didn't mean, so he knew who Jesus was. And he's out fishing one day, and he's out fishing all night long, he doesn't catch anything, and Jesus like steps into his boat, he begins using his boat to preach from, and, um, and so the, the, the story goes on here, and when he finished speaking, he looks at Simon here in, in verse 4, he says, now go out deeper and let your nets down. So here's a carpenter, Jesus, telling the fisherman, the apostle Peter, who was going to be the apostle Peter, he wasn't as Simon Peter at this point, and he says, hey, go out into the deep and let your nets down. And so he said, okay, I'm not really sure what you're telling me, but at your word, I'm going to do this. If you give me the word, Jesus, I'm doing it. You know what God's still looking for today? People that will just say, if I see it in your word, I'm going to do it. He's still looking for simple, everyday obedience. Are you with me? Oh, there's victory and freedom. I got a past, and I'd like to have a future. I think I'll go. Really simple. I mean, we overcomplicate. I like what um, it was said this morning. We overcomplicate getting to God. Ask, seek, knock. Come on, somebody. Okay, so he says, okay. And so in verse five, 4, 5, he says, that's your word. Then in verse 6, at this time, so they, they go out, they listen to Jesus, and their nets are tearing because there's so many fish in there. Okay, and their, their, their nets are tearing here in Luke 5, 6, and 7. And they begin to shout for their partners, hey, we need help. Do you know how you can tell somebody had an experience with God? Because they just won't shut up. No, I'm serious. Have you ever seen somebody like, like, like I just got to tell you what God did. I mean, like, like you aren't going to believe what happened. You know, I was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. I had all this stuff in my past, but he freed me, and you can get free too. You just can't stop them. There's a shout in their heart. And so, so Peter got a shout in his heart right here. He said, man, in this Luke 5, he's saying, yeah, come on, like, he's shouting. And, 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 and then in verse 8 and 9, because his nets were so full, he fell to his knees, Luke 5, 8 and 9, before Jesus and said, Lord, please forgive me. I'm too much of a sinner to be around you. He didn't say, I'm a bad fisherman. Jesus, could you help me? 
He didn't, he wasn't confronted that he was a bad husband or a bad friend or a bad brother or he had bad thoughts. What he was confronted with was that he was a sinner and he needed a savior and he needed Jesus. See, this is the salvation experience. This is it. You get on your knees and say, I'm a sinner. I need help. I don't just need a better life. I need saved from me. Because me in my head is pretty bad at times. Is anybody with me here? Come on, have you climbed in your head lately? No, see, he was confronted with sin. And this is where salvation is. And if you don't have a living, breathing relationship with Jesus Christ, I'm telling you, you came to the right place because that's why we exist, so you can begin that. That's called salvation. That's called Jesus, I'm a sinner. And he knelt down and he said, Lord, I'm a sinful man. Oh, and, but he was awestruck by what God did. Verse 10. Yeah, his partners, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, they were also amazed. You, you ever notice, like, when people experience Jesus, all their friends are amazed too. No, I'm serious. All their friends are like, there's something different about you. There's something totally different about you. I don't know what it is, but there's something different about you. Yeah. You don't thieve. You don't run around. You don't, you know, you, you, you don't just, you, you're not the person you used to be. Isn't that cool that Jesus is still in the spiritual transformation? Yeah? And so they're amazed too. And so then what they said, and Jesus said, red letters, don't be afraid. Why did Jesus say don't be afraid? Because if you become a follower of Jesus, there's going to be opportunities to be afraid. Don't be afraid. From now on, you'll be fishing for people. See, I read a verse in Mark that seems so easy. Jesus said, hey, follow me. Hey, sure. There's so much more to the story that Luke gives us the full story. That's why we need all of the Bible to interpret itself and we see the whole big picture. Are you seeing that? Like, I want you to catch some things about the Word of God today and the joy and the, the wonder and the awe of it. And so they left everything and they followed. That means Jesus proceeded. They joined him and they went in the same way with. What Jesus is still looking for at Bridge City Church and for people just like you and me is to go in the same way he's going. Not invite him along with you, but you're going to go along with him. Big difference. Come on, does anybody know what I'm talking about, right? Not you follow me, Jesus. I'm going to work. Come follow me. I'm going home. I'm going here. No, 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 no. Jesus, wherever you go, I'm going. Whatever you ask me to do, the answer is yes before you even ask. Is that good? See, that's the power of this thing. Follow me. And so, so here we find Peter goes on this journey. And, and, and Peter starts following Jesus, and he walks on water. I don't know if you ever heard this story about Peter walking on water. He walked on water. He was there in what's called the transfiguration, in this glorious moment that happens. He was there when Jesus fed the 5,000. He saw miracle after miracle after miracle after miracle. How many of y'all know that'd be pretty serious? Yeah, that, that was him. But along the way... Peter, along with the other disciples, were following Jesus into Jerusalem. And in Jerusalem, he was going to die. He was going to give his life for you and me so that we could have a way to heaven. I, I thought that would excite you. I'm sorry. I just, I just, 
I'm just really amped over heaven. I'm amped over being a follower. And I'm, I'm believing you're going to get amped too. Come on. So, yeah. Come on. No, I'm serious. Like, he did all that. And so he's on his way into Jerusalem. And, and, and there's this, in Mark now, I'm going to go to the Gospel of Mark. Now remember, Mark's the shortest of the Gospels. Short stories, right to the point, written for us who have ADD. If you like it straight to the point, you love the Gospel of Mark. Come on, so where's my... I see a couple hands. I usually like, boom, I, you got it. So here we go. Now they were on their way up to Jerusalem, and Jesus was walking ahead of them. Remember, they are following. You getting that? So they're following, and the disciples were filled with awe, and the people following behind were overwhelmed with fear. And this word ought, now remember, Jesus is trying to explain to them, this is, now that you have salvation, now it's going to be about surrender, it's going to be about submission. He's trying to get them to understand the gospel message, which is big and it's huge. Are you with me? And so awe means to be astonished and amazed. But look at this. It's being dumbfounded to the point of being emotionally stalled. Fear means to be withdraw in a sense of terror or dread. May I suggest to you that all of us as followers of Jesus are at one point in our lives going to get to a point where we're dumbfounded and paralyzed emotionally. We get disillusioned. We get disheartened because maybe God doesn't do what you want him to do. Maybe we get disillusioned and disheartened because church doesn't do what you wanted to do. Maybe because a pastor didn't do what you wanted it to do. You didn't, he didn't do it, or, or a pastor let you down, or people at your group let you down, or somebody at church let you down, or God let you down, or you, you quoted a scripture and it let you down. See, at some point, we all get to the point where we get disillusioned and disheartened in our heart. And so, or we just get in dread terror and we begin to retreat. Am I the only one? I have had many of these op opportunities to be disillusioned and disheartened in my life. And so Jesus is trying to get them to understand. It's, it, listen, there's a bigger picture that we're playing here. There's something bigger going on. But they can't get it because they're wrapped up in their perception of God, their perception of religious leaders, their perception of all this stuff. They still didn't get it. And, all, and, and, and so Jesus is taking them on a journey of surrender. That's what this is. And so when they get to Jerusalem, and now we're going to go to Matthew 26. How many of you are having fun today? How many of you are excited, but you're not really sure why yet? Come on, somebody. You're like, I'm not really sure why, but I, like, I, I, something's good's going to about to happen. So in Matthew 26, I'm going to read from there now. Remember I mentioned all the Gospels, given a different picture. And so here we find, and Jesus said to them, this is like right before he's going in to die for them. Right before, he said, you will all fall away because of this night. For it is written, I will strike the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after I am raised up, I will go before you to Galilee. He's saying, you're all going to be scattered. I like that for followers. <laughs> Y'all are going to be scattered. Y'all are going to be messed up. But don't worry, I'm going to go before you to Galilee. I'm going to meet you at the end. Remember that. 
Yeah. Peter answered, oh, though they all fall away, I will never fall away from you. All these ones, they will, but not me. As a matter of fact, Jesus, I will give my life for you. And all the other disciples, like, I could just see them. This is how I picture it. The other disciples are like, Peter's getting all the attention. It's like, oh, yeah, we'll die too. Oh, yeah, we're, we're, not, we're not leaving either, you know. Like, kind of like standing in front of him, you know. Like, that's my picture. I'm not saying it happened. It's just my picture. Is that okay? It's just that's how I read the Bible. It's like, oh, yeah, we're all going to die for you. None of us are going to deny you. Jesus, I don't know what you're talking about. How many of y'all know, you, don't ever tell Jesus he doesn't know what he's talking about. Come on, somebody. I'm just, I'm just saying, whenever you do that, it's not good for you. I'm just telling you right now. And so we're going we're gonna to do this. And they're, and they're promising all these things. Okay? And then so they immediately, and I'm going to give you some snapshots here. You want to see what happens next? They go to this place called the Garden of Gethsemane. And it is the most intense prayer meeting ever recorded where Jesus is recorded that it was so intense that he had drops of blood. And the one who said, I will not deny you and I'll give my life for you, fell asleep during the prayer meeting. Not once, not twice, how about three times, come on. No, isn't this a picture of us? I will follow you, I'm in, come on, let's do this Jesus, I love you, whatever you ask. Oh, there's a prayer meeting. That's long. Yeah. This band of brothers thing coming up. I mean, it's three days. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I think they're taking this thing a little too far. No, see? Yeah, come on. Am I, am I right? Yeah. And victory and freedom. 12 hours on a Saturday. That's my day off. Jesus, I will follow you. I, I want to give my life for you. 12 hours, come on, man. Ooh. Are you tracking me? Like, see, see, in, in the Garden of Gethsemane means oil, it means oil press. I believe it's where the anointing of God got settled and came out of him because Jesus got squeezed and the anointing came out when he said, Not my will, but yours be done, complete surrender. It's like when somebody eats garlic. You eat enough of it, it's gonna come out your pores. Come on. You know, it's like, yep, I know what they have. <laughs> Right? But see, like you get it in you. It's when you get squeezed, it comes out of you. And so the very next thing that happens, they, he falls asleep during a prayer meeting. Okay, yeah. And then what happens next in Matthew 26, 47 through 56, Jesus gets arrested. Peter takes a sword, cuts off somebody's ear. And Jesus is like, oh, man. And Jesus heals his ear. It's like, Pete, you're really not getting this whole thing. You know, it's like. Come on, how many of you have gotten anger, angry to the place where you wanted to cut somebody's ear off? And if you've thought it in your heart, you've <laughs> did it. Yeah, you're tracking. No, I'm sick. Am I right? Yeah, and so, like, we get, so Peter, I'll never deny you. I'll give my life for you. Falls asleep and then cuts somebody's ear off and has to get corrected all within the next text. Oh, it gets better. Then... In verse 58, something very significant happens in verse 58. Oh. Peter was following him at a distance. And he sat outside with the guards, and he just wanted to wait and see the end. Something happens in all of our lives as followers where we get disillusioned, we get disheartened, we begin to walk at a distance, 
We just allow a little distance, allow a little more. We allow a little more, then we just sit and say, let's just see what happens with all this. And I believe there's a lot of people in here, God has asked you to be a follower of Jesus Christ. And you got wrapped up in all, everything, of like I just don't like this and I don't like that and, and God's let me down and you've allowed a little distance and you're just sitting there going, let's see what happens. Let's just see. I wanna let you know, there's a little bit of the Apostle Peter inside of all of us. And he does this and he goes back. And, and then Matthew 26, 69, Peter denies Jesus three times. Now Jesus said, you're gonna deny me. He said, actually, you're gonna deny me three times before the rooster crows. Jesus said that. He says, you're, you're gonna deny me. No, I'm not gonna deny Yeah, you are. And a little girl comes to the Apostle Peter. The first two times, a little girl says, you're one of the, you're one of the disciples. No, I'm not. A little girl. He came and stamped to a little girl. No, I'm serious. It's in the Bible. Yeah. Now, I want to let you know, I've never denied Jesus with my words. I've never said, Jesus, I deny you. I've never denied him to other people with my words. But I have with my actions. I have denied him with my actions, with my apathy, with my let's wait and see. When he asked me to do something really simple, I'll go to the next victory in freedom. When Jesus is prompting me, With my actions, I have. I don't know about you. And there's been times that he's asked me to do simple things, and I don't do them like ask, seek, and knock. And there's times when he, he, he does simple things in my life, and I just don't do them. And I just say, ah, that's okay. And I deny that he's important with my actions. Just like with my wife, Natalie. I tell her she's important. I tell her she's the most important person on this planet. And I want to nurture her and care for her and please her. And then I let her down. And so my actions deny my words. And the only way back is to say, I'm a sinner. I've screwed up, Jesus. I'm sorry. I want to get back and close with you, and I want to walk with you in a different way than I ever have before. And so he denies him. And then, just catch this. In John 18, 18, he warms himself with a fire. I'm going to come back to this. This is very significant. He warms himself by the fire. After denying him three times, after he said he never would. And the rooster crows. He weeps. He, actually, it says he bitterly wept. There's lost opportunity and there's lost time and there's lost things in our lives. But we got to go back and say, God, I want to bitterly weep over that. God, let me weep over this. Let me weep over more people becoming followers and in, in, in beginning. That's this whole follower thing. 
See, many people start out with a love relationship with Jesus, and they're following. But we get disillusioned, disheartened, we deny him, and we walk at a distance. And I believe what God is speaking to us today at Bridge City Church is he's inviting us out of disillusionment, out of disheartenment. He's inviting us out of these things. And he's inviting us to once again become the follower that he created and designed for us to be. So now we go to the Gospel of John. We see another part of this picture. In John 21, verse 3, Peter's like, Jesus dies on the cross. He, he's a failure. He denied Jesus. I mean, fell asleep, cut the ear off, denied him three times. The rooster crows. He's weeping. Jesus resurrects from the dead. He's like, I'm out of here. I'm going fishing. That's literally what he said. It says, I'm going fishing. Could it be that Peter was going back to his life before Jesus because the pain was so great? Because all of us come to a place where the pain is great. And the pain of surrender and submission is difficult. He says, I'm going fishing. So I'm out of here. So he goes fishing, and the other apostles, they, the other, what we know as apostles, the disciples are like, we're going too. You know, the ones who all said, yeah, we won't deny him. We'll give our lives for him. They're like, oh, we're all out. I ain't got nothing else left. Let's go fishing. Let me go back to my old life. Let me go back to my stinking thinking. Let me go back to before Jesus and without Jesus, because, like, you know, whatever, whatever. I don't need that church. I don't need those people. I don't need that God. Come on, is this? And so they go out and they're fishing. And then um, they look to shore. And then it's Jesus. And guess what he tells them? Hey, let your nets down on the right side of the boat. Oh, like, I didn't think of that. <laughs> and so they literally, they take their nets, and they lay them on the, on the right side, and they catch, literally, it, the Bible records it, 153 large fish. Do you want to know why there was 153 large fish? Because they counted, and there were 153 <laughs> large fish. And immediately, Peter goes back <gasps> to that moment three years earlier. <gasps> and literally, he jumps into the water and he swims to shore. He said he swam to shore. He jumps in the water out the boat. He's like, you guys take care of the fish. I'm going to see Jesus. And so he jumps in the water, he swims to shore, and there's Jesus cooking breakfast. He's cooking a redemption, restoration breakfast. And he's cooking fish. And I hear all these commentaries, well, did Jesus bring his own fish, or did he use one of the 153? I don't know. I know he was cooking fish. People, I know, mean, literally, there's, there's messages all over. Were they his fish? Were they their fish? All I know is he cooked them some fish. Are you with me here? 
And so Peter, he, he swims the shore, and he's, he's going in here, and he, and he gets to Jesus here. And, 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 and Jesus begins to reverse the curse. Remember when I said Peter warmed himself with the fire? That word for fire there is only used two times. Once when Peter warmed his hands with it, and once at the redemption breakfast. It has been said that the sense of smell is one of the most significant memories that we have in, our, in all five senses. Could it be that the very fire that when he denied, Jesus reversed it and says, now we're going to have ourselves a little redemption? Could it be that the same miracle that Jesus gave him in Luke 5 now even got better because it was 153 large fish? Could it be that he began to reverse the curse? Could it be that Jesus is much more into redemption and he will go to any lengths to get us to follow and he's been waiting for this moment because he's preparing some redemption for us today? Could, could that be? Come on. And, and, and so, so he goes on here, and Jesus asks three times, three times in the text. He says, Peter, do you love me? Do you agape me? Unconditional love. And Peter's like, yeah, I, I kind of, like, I love you, but not quite like that. So three times Jesus asked, do you love me? I don't believe it was so Jesus was like, prove it to me. See, that's many pictures. Prove it to me. Prove to me you love me. I don't know where you get these concepts of God. That's not him. Could it be that Jesus was reminding him of something that was inside of him, a true love for Jesus? And inside of all of us today, every single person here today, every single one, every single one, every single one, there's a love for Jesus inside of you that's waiting to come out. And Jesus is about to ask you three times. He's going to ask you, do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? Then go feed some other people. Take care of other people. And Jesus, I believe, was reminding Peter, and he was reversing the curse. You denied me three times. Now you're going to acknowledge me three times. Come on, somebody. Come on. I'm telling you, God's into redemption. And today, with this whole series of Follow Me, God is asking us at Bridge City Church, will you follow me once again? Will you pursue me once again? Will you go after me once again? Because it's inside of you. It's already there. But problem is, is many of us got a rooster in our head. Y'all got a rooster in your head. Reminding you of, I tried and it didn't work. I denied him. He doesn't pull through. I don't know what's going to happen this time. you got to get that cockle-doodle-doo out your head. Come on, somebody. No, I'm serious. you got the rooster going up there. And you got to just say, that rooster got to go. Huh, I'm serious. We got all the times that we've been disillusioned and disheartened and people let us down and the church didn't do what we wanted and the pastor this and God that and, and, and our, our, our Bible study this and our group that and all this, this and that. And I gave $5 and I didn't get blessed like I thought I would. Come on, somebody. Oh, my goodness. Come on. It's time for us. Jesus is looking for some followers. Am I in the right place today? you got to get that cockle-doodle-doo out your head. 
And that's why we do victory and freedom. That's why we do groups. That's why we do worship. We do worship on Sunday mornings is to get all that stuff out your head so you can receive the implanted word of God. Because there's going to be a surrender and there's going to be a submission. And submission has to do with your heart. In God, yeah, there's some surrender that has to happen in our lives. I surrender my time. I surrender my calendar. I surrender my life to him. But then the submission is what we hold inside here. Oh, I can surrender on the outside. And this is what people do during praise and worship. They stand up on the outside, but they're sitting down on the inside. When you submit, your heart begins to get in alignment with him. So check this out. This is the rest of the story. Jesus, the last follow me that I said I would read to you here, I want to give it to you, 2119. Jesus said this to him, but you'll know, he said, you're, you're going to die a horrible death. <laughs> Isn't that wonderful? You're going to die a horrible death. And so immediately Peter says, well, what about everybody else? What about everybody else? What about everybody else? He says, don't you worry about them. You worry about you. Do you know what Jesus is asking some followers in this room today? Stop worrying about everybody else, and how about you worry about you? No, I'm serious. Everybody got this, well, well, everybody else, and everybody this, and everybody that. How about you get it settled in your heart? You're going to be a follower of Jesus Christ. Amen. Then Jesus told him, follow me. Same words he used earlier. Follow me. You know what God's asking us to do today? Follow him. Just Just do what he says. Go from being a believer to a good little Christian to being a follower. And by the end of the series, we're going, we're going to help some of you become disciples. Come on. But you got to go through this process. Salvation, surrender, submission. And so then Peter, Peter, you know, the one who fell asleep, cut the ear off, put his foot in his mouth numerous times. Said he would never deny, say he would give his life, and then screwed up royally. Jesus re reinstated him, and this is what happened in Acts 2. He preached the first message in Acts 2, and he began the revival that we're still celebrating 2,000 years later. Come on, the same mouth that denied him is the same mouth that declared him. Oh, it gets better. In chapter 3, a crippled man gets healed. Yeah, the same man who denied him, who cut the ear off, who fell asleep, who, who screwed up royally, stands up to the authorities and says, we're not going to bow down to, to, to your authority. We have a higher authority. His name is Jesus. Oh, come on. Then in the next chapter, his shadow falls on people and they get healed. Come on, are you tracking this? God's not wrapped up in your past. He's wrapped up in your future, and you got one. We just got to receive it. If you're excited about your future over your past, I want you to stand to your feet. I want you to just say, oh, God, I want some future. I'm tired of my past. Come on, let's just begin right now. Come on, see, the same God, he's into restoration and redemption, and he's going to great lengths to restore us as followers of Jesus. So, oh my goodness, I'm on my view, but I'm excited about the Word of God today. Are you excited about the Word of God? Okay, this is how excited I am. I, I, I wanna, I'm, 
this isn't Jesus testing you. I'm going to test you. I'm going to test your, your I'm going to test, it, it, I'm, I'm going to test the fact that we really love Jesus right now. I'm going to have the worship team run up here right now, the worship team, worship team, wherever you are, come here. Hopefully you didn't go home early. Come on, somebody. Come on, get the worship team up here. Get your mic, get, get whatever it is you do. Find me a song to sing. Um, even if that first one we sang, I was about to explode during that first song. But I want to tell you this, we're going to worship Jesus today. And this is, this is it right now. First of all, if you are here today and you don't have a living relationship with Jesus Christ, you don't have a day or a moment like Peter did where you said, I am a sinner. Not the whole world sin. I am a sinner. I have sinned. I am not worthy. You came to the right place because this is the place that we say, I sinned, but Jesus forgives. So Jesus, will you forgive me? And now Jesus, will you lead me into my future? I want to be a follower. If that's you today with every eye open, with every head up, with every eye, listen, 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 lock in, lock in, lock in here. If that's you today and you don't have a moment or a time where you became a follower of Jesus in that way, I want to invite you into a relationship with God, the Father, the Creator, of the universe based on what Jesus Christ has done. If that's you today and you're here right now and you say, I want to be that person. I want to be. Lock in on me. Lock in on me. Lock in on me. They're going to get their songs together. Let them get their stuff together. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. If you're here today and you say, I want today to be my day, I want you to proudfully and joyfully, if you've never done this before, I just want you just to slip up your hand and say, Pastor, that's me today. If you've never done this, you say, Pastor, I gotta have today as my day. I want Jesus Christ to be the forgiver of my past, the leader to my future. Some people in this room, you've been playing church, you've been playing around, you've been dating God, but it's time to get yourself a relationship with God. Come on. And that's what it is. Anybody here today, I'm not gonna go on until we do this, right here, right now. Anybody here, anybody here, anybody here, anybody here, come on, anybody else? Come on, it's the most serious question I could, I could answer you. I'm not going to have eyes closed today because I just figured well, if you're going to become a follower, you might as well go all, all in. That's it. Yeah, with Jesus. Okay, then I'm going to take it like we're all doing good with Jesus right now. Y'all good with that? Okay, so if you, I don't even know what song they're going to sing. It's going to be a good one though. Um, this is it. If you're, if you're saying here today, and you say, I want to go to the next level of my followership into surrender and submission. I just want you to get out of your seats and make your way up front here. Come on, just get out of your seats and make your way. Come on, just get, all you're saying is, I just want to be, I want to go to another level of trust and surrender and submission with God. We are going to flood this front, flood the first chairs, and we're going to flood this area, and then we're going to worship, I'm going to pray for you, and we're going to worship Jesus. You say, well, I don't need to go up front to show that. You're right, you don't. I, you're right. You don't need to go to victory and freedom either. I, you're right, you don't need to. You can have fun right where you are. I'm good with that. And I'm not being mean, I'm just saying you're right. But if you just, all you're saying is, I just want to go to another level. God, I pray for every person left to right right now. I pray for everyone right now. God, I pray, Father, you're going to lead us and guide us into the next level of followership, of followership with Jesus Christ. And I pray that you're going to use this song in this moment right now, this moment right now, Lord God. Download, Father, your spirit and presence into this place. So right now, let's lift up our hands. If you're up front, just lift up, start surrendering to God, surrender to God. Let's worship him with all we got in Jesus' name.